to the late night date night with Jacob and Ashley. It's a special night tonight because we at least got to do the podcast tonight. The kids went to bed and, you know, we're out here just chilling, you know, so sitting here discussing, you know, what we've been watching on TV, what, you know, we've seen coming across the news and it's kind of like the same old song and dance. You know, you see the protests and, well, I hope you want to call protests or I don't know what you want to call it. I just think it's almost like babies retaliating in a way over what has happened to this man, you know, and it's not a killing of the man. I completely disagree with what had happened to the guy himself, you know, that, that is bullshit. But what has spawned as far as these protests and anger and burning of people's businesses, and it doesn't even matter whose business it is, there's no real message coming across with all this. There's no real nothing coming across. If you're trying to get back to the government or if you're trying to get back to the man himself, the police force, whatever, how are you accomplishing that by taking from your own society, your own brother, your own man, woman, sister, it's, you know, why take from them? You're, you're not accomplishing anything that way. And I saw a couple of videos today where there was a business owner out there just complaining about, not complaining, but, you know, crying actually because they had burned his business down and he had worked his whole life for it. So if you're mad, and that's what he said, if you're mad at the white man, why are you taking it out on me? I'm the black man just like you who came from the ghetto and the slums and I made my way. I tried, I tried, and they just took that away from them. So, like, what was the message? What is the message? It's And that's why I get back to it sounds like babies complaining. Like, they're, they're out there just getting their way. And this comes back to where I really see a problem with a lot that's been going on. And I, I think this kind of summed it up for me because I think this goes to just state Overall, there there's no real leadership out there. There there's nobody standing up for the common man. There there it's every man out there for himself, and that's what this rioting is showing right now. It's every man out there for himself. It's almost like the epitome of where people have just gotten fed up and disgusted. Some of them you can't blame just because they're mad, but you know there's a lot better way to handle this than taking it out on everybody else. But. Nobody's out there standing up for the common man. It's not the president, it's not our government, and now it's even getting down to the local affairs where it's, you know, the policeman. The policeman who usually keeps you safe. But when you see bullshit like this on TV and you see a man sitting there killing a man in vain, practically, because, you know, he could have done something about it, but, you know, he literally just killed the man. Cold-blooded murder. So... The only thing that I don't want to discredit for that is the fact that, I mean, not all police officers are bad. The, I mean, you, in life, there are good people and there are bad people, but it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you have... And it sucks because it's like one ruins it for the rest. And one I don't... bad apple is what they say. I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that it's fair that some people actually get into that field to actually try and make a difference. And that so gets overshadowed because we have these people who they allow on the police force who do things like this. I mean, where is the well, hum- where's the humanity? See, I've seen police come on online and a couple of them have posted videos themselves, you know, because they they also agree with 
you know, this being wrong. They don't agree with it either. Like you just said, you know, there's a lot of police out there that are out there for the right thing. This shouldn't represent everybody. The one bad apple shouldn't ruin the basket. However, it, it comes down to, again, like the message. What is the message that everybody's trying to get across? What are, is what everybody trying to stand behind? And everybody's got different points of view on this. Like in the police event even said, you know, it could be, is it them versus the police? Is it them versus the government? I, I don't see it as that because what it really comes down to what a couple of people have also said is because what's between what is right and what is wrong. What that man did was wrong. It didn't matter of him being a policeman. It didn't matter of him being any man. That man did what he did. It was wrong. That is what's wrong. And that type of brutality in the police force is I feel what needs to be addressed the most by the police force. Local government, whatever, they need to get that addressed. How do, how do, how do you get a man that's that feasible to well, to have access to the people to be able to put that type of anger on somebody to the point where it kills them like how do you get to that point where you allow them on your police force so screening you know it, does that need to be discussed but you don't hear things like that like productive conversations to where what would have solved this problem and that's where you see man out there running around like it's zombie land. Like there's no leadership. Everybody's running around with their heads cut off. You look to the president. This man's out there tweeting and shit. Like that's going to solve our problems. Tweeting isn't going to do a damn thing, but what has it done for him? It just ruins his reputation. And, he and, doesn't care. And he doesn't care. And, and that's another problem. You know, you, you need someone who cares right now. In this time, in this age, it, in, you need leadership. And... Where's that coming from right now? And I think that's where the problem's at. Who is that person? Is it one person? Can one person really rule or really control a society? You know, I know that's what we have these different forms of governments to assist that, but even that has become a mockery now. You know, it's, it's so divided. It's so not us. It's not the people anymore. It, it doesn't even represent who we are, the common man, the common me, the common Ashley. It's who who does it represent anymore? It represents its own society on TV. It seems like, and that's the only people I, I that's the only time I'll ever see these people. The only time I'll ever engage with these people is when I'll see them on TV. But what do they do for me? They don't know me. They don't even know what's going on. That's why you see what's going on in the world right now is because the world's doing something different than the rest of the world that you see on TV. We're having problems out there that nobody's addressing. We have problems out there that are getting worse. It's like, it's, if you're going through these things for 20-some-odd years now, like, that's not a problem anymore. It's a way of life. And that, that's wrong. It, it's the same thing that came back when we used to have prejudice. Something had to be done about it, and you've seen productive protests out there, but you had leadership. You had strong leaders like Martin Luther King out there. And, and that right there, I want to stop you right there, because this is what always, this is one thing that just, like, always gets me. And, like, for, ever since I was a kid... I always really appreciated Martin Luther King Jr. Day just simply because of what he stood for. And it's not the fact that he stood for the black man. He stood for humanity. He he wanted people to to live together in peace and in harmony. And this is what we're doing. The rioting. What What is that solving? It, it, it's hate. And that is one of my favorite quotes that he says is that you cannot drive out hate with hate. You can't. 
and I understand that people want to stand up and but but what is going and stealing something doing two wrongs do not make a right and it's just it's there's a lot of hate in this world and it's it's sad that everybody wants equality everybody wants everybody to be fair nobody wants anybody to to be offended or anything yet there's so much hate out there it's like one big i think they underestimated it once they started you know talking about it like hate was a joke people underestimated the power behind it and now it's become in your so in your face now that people are wondering how did it get it's hypocrisy i mean people are are it's very hypocritical because you can't have both in the same boat i know that there has to be a balance it's just that's just well, I'd like to talk about this. We'll come back to this in a minute after our break. But how did we get to this point? How did we allow such leadership in our life to where we really don't have it anymore? We just accept for what we have, but we're not really trying to find real leadership these days. Where does that go wrong? to the late night date night with Ashley and Jacob. So we were talking about leadership and what I meant, I guess, by pointing it out is the voting process, I feel, has been flawed for such a long time because ever since I've been able to vote, I've always been, yes, pro-vote, go out there. No, I haven't been because every time I've tried, it's like I'm being forced Force-fed something I don't want to do. Because I have nothing but these candidates that I don't and I can't stand behind. So it's like, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm just going to, you know, I, I don't drink soda. I don't drink alcohol. I drink water. But that's not on the list. But you're going to want me to take the other two because that's all you got. So am I supposed to just take it or do I walk away? And... Many a times I've walked away because I just couldn't promote doing something or standing behind someone and their motives that I just don't believe in. And when it happens and it starts affecting me, I'm not going to be the one to say, yeah, I voted for them. And then it's because that, and now if I feel that that's a problem we just don't deal with and we, we just don't even try to fix anymore because there's no real answer to it. Be, what are we going to do? You know? You can't have 40 or 50 candidates out there because you got 40 or 50 know-it-alls saying that, hey, I could be the president today, or hey, I could be the, the local governor, or hey, I could be our mayor. Like, you can't have everybody being this leader for everyone. And then, so that makes me kind of start thinking, you know, we, we have a president. We have a democracy to where we have a president sitting at the head of everything. Is one person really capable of running a country? No. I know we have the multiple levels of government, but it's like we got a multiple levels of bunch of people that we don't want. We we really don't know, and if the people we really sat there and talked to them know, we really don't like. And so, why did we allow this? Why do we allow this? Now we're sitting over here bitching and moaning about the guy that we have in the presidency. He made it up there somehow. We put him there. 
Like, that, that, that's another thing. It's like, okay, so what gives you the right to bitch now about Donald Trump being your president? You put him there. And if you, you're one of the people who didn't, good for you. But guess how many people actually voted? And guess how many people this guy's responsible for? There's not enough people out there voting to say that they have a leg in this race. And that, that's another problem. But a lot of people start going to the booth just like I did. You get there and you don't want what's on the table. So where do we fix this problem? Who starts having this conversation? Where is that leader? That, that, that's where I get back to. Where is that leader? So think about it. If you're out there, it's like you're looking for a Superman in a way. And I, I just saw that today because it's the truth. No, there is no Superman. There is no Batman coming to save us. But damn it, it's almost like we need it. And that that's where our problems are at. We need to start fixing what we have and quit accepting things. Quit accepting, like, we have to have this person. Or, you know, we have to go back to the ballot and say, hey... You know, neither one of these people are worth it. We're, we're going to go back to the table and say, hey, we're going to do this all over again. But don't accept things. Or else you're going to land in this boat that we're at right now, I feel like. We're just going to sit there and we're just going to keep saying, okay, it happened. Oh, Donald Trump, like, it's his fault. Oh, what, what's he going to do about it? And blah, blah, blah. You know, quit blaming the man. You know, it, it's stupid. Sitting here by this point when he's been the president already for four damn years after we chose to put him there. But see, then again, who was it? It was Hillary Clinton that he was going against. That wasn't no goddamn better. That wasn't better at all. And I don't know how many people are going to sit there and say, oh yeah, it was. Oh, you're full of shit. Nobody wanted Hillary Clinton as the president. Nobody wants Bernie Sanders. It's, it's ridiculous. These damn people, they come up with these damn ideas like... Medicare for everyone. You know what that will do to the healthcare system. People in healthcare who understand what the healthcare industry, how it runs, you know, based off of, you know, being in the healthcare industry, it's, it's not free. Nothing in life is free. And when someone's coming out there saying that something is going to be free, they are full of shit. And if you don't know that by now, then hell, you, I don't know what you've been doing all your life, but. Free, yeah, right. What do you got to say, Ashley? Um, tell them how it actually works in Canada with the free health care there. Oh. Well, it's not just Canada. It's other places around the world, too, where they talk about I know, social... but they're, they're the... Well, it's they're called the social medicine. One. Social medicine. Where the government picks and chooses what type of health care you receive. And it comes back to, you know, you get what you pay for. And like I say again, nothing in life is free. In some places where social medicine is performed, if you need a hip replacement, they will send you for testing for pain management. And based upon the injections and your treatment, see how that performs. If you're still in pain, they'll decide on whether you need to go have an orthopedic surgery or not. If the cost is too much, and depending on your age, say you're more or less only going to probably have like a health lifespan of another five to six years, it's not worth the cost of putting $80,000 worth of implants in your leg 
You're just going to have to deal with him. We'll just give you shots until you die. So, you would much rather probably have the hip replacement because, you know, that's more comfortable. You don't have to deal with this the rest of your life going and having pain injections until you die. But it's free. So, you know, you, you kind of weigh out, you know, what's more valuable to you. And that's where a lot of people like Bernie Sanders, I don't understand where the hell this man comes from with Medicare for all. You're going to get that quality of health care, and that's what it is right now, where hospitals are surviving off the bare minimum because now the government controls the health care industry because everybody's going to be on Medicare because it's free, but Medicare is only going to cover certain things. And right now, Medicare doesn't even pay worth of shit as it is. So it's going to get a lot worse, and more people are going to be on that plan. So now hospitals are going to make less. So how are they out there staying up with the times of medicine? How are they staying up there with technology when they don't have the money to operate? They have to work with the bare minimums in order to keep a hospital running and just pay for the salaries of the employees. They're not going to have enough to make enough capital to start buying new equipment. So the quality of health care that what you're going to receive after that is going to be what? When things start breaking down, okay, we don't have an MRI no more. We don't have an MRI service. You now got to travel 100 miles to the next place that does. So that cost that you thought you were saving in that regard with it being free, now it comes back in the way of travel expense. And then you got to eat when you're over there, so you got an additional expense of food. This happens how many times and how many times you need to have treatment, say if you have cancer, and the cancer treatment is now 100 miles away. And you got to travel for 100 miles and then do that three times a week you know it starts to add up and it's all because someone told you your health care was going to be free it's funny when you start hearing from people who've never been in the industry and start telling you how things are when they don't even know how it is themselves but we become accepting of that as well it's the blind leading the blind these days it's getting tragic late night date night with Ashley and Jacob um, I'm just gonna kind of take the seriousness because we just kind of jumped right in um, head first today because there's just been so many things going on in the world so I'm gonna kind of take it in a different direction just simply because of the current situation everybody's at home you know you're you're if you're not a stay-at-home parent then you're around your children a lot more and so you kind of just notice I guess more things than what you did before just because the time spent with each other is in a whole lot more. So one thing that I've been noticing more and more here lately is that um, my daughter is embarrassed of me and sometimes I do things just to embarrass her and I think that this is something that all parents go through. I'm not exactly sure um, but I just know that, you know, I know she loves me and she laughs. I'm not sure if she's laughing at me or if she's laughing with me, but I definitely embarrass her. So we'll see how that pans out as she gets just, uh, a little bit older. Um, but hopefully some of you other parents can relate. Um, so in conclusion to our show, 
Um, we want to say thank you for listening. Um, we hope that you guys stay safe out there. And um, until next time. I just want to say, you know, stay safe out there and, you know, good luck to all the businesses out there and I'm Gordo and all the people out there that are going back to work. It's been a different time over the past couple of months, you know, like she said, being here with the family every day, all day, every day has been fun, I would say to the least, because we, we saw our, our children a heck of a lot more than we have and you know, it could drive you crazy, but you wouldn't want it any other way. It's, I, I appreciated the time with them, and I seen them grow up in the difference since I watched my oldest daughter graduate. It's, it was nuts just seeing how society had to adapt. And, you know, the high school did a great job. I, I have to give kudos to them. They, they did what they did with, you know, what they had. So, and, and I think the kids appreciated that. So, you know, congratulations to the class of 2020, you know, it's the Alamo Tigers, it's, you know, <laughs> but, you know, life goes on and we, we've got to figure out a way to move on in a better direction. You know, it's crazy because a lot of people kind of compared the past couple of months to, you know, the Bible, you know this time right now in Revelations is just very similar with the story and the things that are going on right now. And you start thinking about, you know, okay, so if we were just getting punished in a way by God and we lasted, outlasted the 40 days, we just came out of this pandemic, a lot of us feel like we're coming out of our house, like we're coming out of a cocoon, but we're supposed to be coming out of this as better people. And the first thing that happens is this. This this rioting, the, the killing of this man, you know, it just, it wasn't, this isn't how we're supposed to be coming out of this. We're supposed to be coming out of this stronger, better, faster. But man, we went off, got off on the wrong foot. You know, how do we get back on that right foot? It's not impossible. We can do it. You know what?